No! 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 What? Because I was married for two fucking years! You're a cunt, Ryan. You cunt. You're a cunt, Ryan. No, sir, I don't like it. No, sir, I don't like it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 77 of No Sir, I Don't Like It. I'm Carmen Morales. I'm your host. With me, as always, the very funny Brian Vokey. And today we have a delightful guest, Miss mm. Ida Rodriguez. Oh, thank you. Delightful. delightful. Nobody ever refers to me as delightful. <laughs> I think you're delightful. I appreciate that. Just because you stab a couple motherfuckers doesn't mean you're not delightful. You have a pleasant disposition while you do it. It's very refreshing. That. Yeah. My daughter told me yesterday, she's like, you're really nice. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, you're a nice person. Like, How old's your daughter? 22. So she meant it with every core of her being oh yeah she yeah, was yeah. like i hope you never change and i was like oh that's really nice <laughs> thanks ma <laughs> like, yeah. that's some shit that you should be saying to her yeah saying, well, it's too late to change so good <laughs> yeah, thing you're nice <laughs> yeah no because she's she watches people and she's been in the you know around with me so she watches people in the entertainment business change mm-hmm. yep so she's like i just hope you always stay accessible to the people like that because that is part of who what makes you special and i was like wow like what does she want (laughs) (laughs) i'm also thinking of going to graduate did she steal my credit card what the fuck is this bitch what's her angle (laughs) yeah i know she's she's also very nice so (laughs) it's also funny to picture her saying that and then you going on stage and saying that line you have about i uh, hate you (laughs) you said it's so funny i I spit a drink out one time hearing you say because you were like no, you weren't born. I let you live or yeah. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I let you live. Yeah. I could have crushed you with my knees. Yeah. And you were born. <laughs> Obviously, I'm pro-choice. Uh. <laughs> I could have crushed you with my knees. That's like a WWF promo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you on Glow. And you never forget. Oh, I know. I think I auditioned for that show. I don't. Yeah. They messed up. Yeah. I hate it. You had definitely definitely have the attitude for it yeah i hate auditions yeah i don't i don't do them why why do you hate them i i just i feel i hate judgment so i feel like Mm. i'm going before a panel of judges i hate it last comic standing was a fucking nightmare for me yep like i hate um i don't audition for commercials anymore i Mm -hmm. stopped maybe about five years ago Mm -hmm. i just like i'm never auditioning i hate the feeling of being judged like there's no rhyme or reason there's no right you know you have no idea why they pick you for these jobs and it's just it just makes me feel weird going into these spaces where i feel like people are just observing me like i'm some piece of meat or something like Mm -hmm. i went in for a tillamook cheese commercial (laughs) (laughs) they're trying to push cheddar on the latin community i guess (laughs) listen (laughs) my my uh, i had a few other friends that went in comedians and they were like i was like how was it they were like oh pretty simple we we just stuck to the sides or whatever i go in there and the lady's like put the sides down a hot latina she was like, can you do a dance for me? Oh, what? And I was like, I am not dancing for cheese. So I, <laughs> I was the fuck out of there. But it was just like, why? You know, and the the, the heart, because if I would have gone in uh, blindly, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. But yeah. because I know other people that went in who were not asked to dance, I was just like, fuck that. I don't, I don't want to do this. You knew, a, oh, other people weren't asked to help. Oh, yeah, nobody else That's was asked bro. to dance. It was just oh, like she wanted. She was like, "You look like you can hip hop," and I'm like, "I look what like I fuck? can." 
yeah it was weird so i was like fuck that i, I, just, I don't know where these this? fucking they get these creepy ass casting directors because it isn't even just it's not even just men it's men and women like these people are like oh you're this you're are you one of these like and they're oh just assume people are yeah. stereotypes you know like well, i always hear all those horror stories about like asian comedians or, or black comedians or uh, just actors that go in and they're like oh you know be yeah. be like this could you could yeah. you uh and they try to figure out a way to tell you to black it up or to be yeah. more urban or whatever the ninja you know what i mean it it's up. just like yeah, yeah exactly could you ninja it up <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you bring your own throwing stars like what yeah this is a commercial why i went in for a tv show a very popular tv show and i was going in to be um an artist that was commissioned by the lead of the show to draw a portrait of her or to paint a portrait of her. And, uh, the lady was, I was doing the size just regularly. And she was like, I need you to Dominic it up. And I was like, um, you first. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was show like, show me what you mean. <laughs> she was like, excuse me. I said, show me. I said, I don't know what Dominican it up is. So I never went in for that show again. But I, don't, <laughs> I don't regret it. And no. HBO, you should know. I really feel like putting them on blast. It was just, it was, I was like Dominican it up. I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just. What do you want me to start bachataing? Like, yeah. is that, you know what I mean? Hitting home runs for the Red Sox? <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> I don't know what it means, but I was really curious and I was waiting for an answer. And I was like, you know, I started thinking like, damn, I should have been doing the Amarosa, recording everything that when I go into meetings and stuff, just recording yeah, yeah, it yeah. with my phone. Because people will, would never believe it. You know, like yep. some of the stuff. Come on, man. I also, I don't get in this day and age how people act like they ever have any moment where they don't feel like they're being recorded. Like I think of like that. Oh, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Always. I always, if I have, like if I get in an argument with somebody I'm dating, it is face to face. Yes. <laughs> never our device, yeah, our device. Are put email. away. The phones are turned off. Yeah, yeah. there's no. I, don't, no, yeah. I agree. I don't. No dick pics. I, yeah. Nothing. Nothing that could be screenshotted. Yeah. Nothing. I don't. How do these people have this freedom to just? I don't know. I, it's like every time somebody gets caught with like a screenshot or, or something like that, I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. No. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. I just hit people when there's no cameras around. That's always been my. <laughs> my <laughs> people who don't. Um, I just think people really operate in privilege. You yeah, know? they it's really weird. are assuming that they are beyond and above, and it, you're not. Like it's I, created a paranoia in me, where me like too. even when people, mm -hmm. if they hold their phone in a particular way, I feel like they're filming me. Oh yeah, or like taking a photograph of me and shit like that, and like me I too. get super uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I caught these guys. I was uh, I was working at the Sacramento Punchline, and um, they don't let me bring my like they. I'm still at the place where they, I don't, they don't let me bring my own features. So they give me local features. So I'm always alone a lot. And mm -hmm. so I went to yeah. P.F. Chang's by myself and it was a table of, of kids. Um, these white guys, they were recording me by myself. And I went over there and I said, let me see your phone. And he was like, 
what i said let me see your phone Straight i said i know you took voice. a picture of me right now yeah and he was like i did not take a picture of you i said yeah well let me see and i said when i saw it i said delete it right now because if you don't delete that shit i swear to god i'm gonna turn this motherfucker out and then they were <laughs> like we're really big fans can no. we have your autograph <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that would have been a really funny <laughs> twist that would have been a great twist yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was taking a picture of me by myself because he was like prob- probably gonna post like, like a meme yeah. Of- yeah exactly that's what i'm saying it's always mm. in a cunty way it's never like there nobody's ever photographing you yeah. for a good reason yeah. you know and it's just always like fuck you man yep and so he deleted that picture and <laughs> i made sure he deleted it mm-hmm. yeah I, uh, I, I the lack of self-awareness with people and the you know what the paranoia is with me like the way it transpires with the way everybody's like susceptible to getting destroyed now is yes. uh, i uh i actually in my personal life have way more progressive politics than you would ever think I had on stage. Right. Because I've noticed when you associate with with the real serious left, they will destroy you in a heartbeat. Yeah, there there's more uh, over the smallest thing. So I try to make them think because they don't they don't tear down people who they don't think are on their team. Yeah, they, they're know. more you know they've it's become cannibalistic as, for sure. Mm-hmm. They've become more as judgmental as the right. Yeah. And yeah. it's extreme. And I I've I've declared myself out of it now so i'm like i don't lean left or right i lean forward i Mm -hmm. lean forward i lean forward because it's just it's excessive and it's like it's like the red Sox and the yankees Uh and i'm like i don't want to hear this shit like Mm -hmm. that. what about the people right you know yeah because all this stuff is is they they talk about like like people are in mind but they don't act like it no because there's there's like no regard for other human beings whatsoever it's just like you're either with me it's very you're with me or against me and it's like well that's not a real conversation that's not how you have a democracy at all right you know that's not it's not how human beings are it's like you're talking about people like like as if you were like in there are just categories you know right and it's like it's almost like objectifying everyone b- by talking about them like that, you yeah. know? But I also feel like that comes from a place where you're, you personally aren't being objectified enough to, to take other people into consideration. Yeah. And also a lot of people lack information because the, the reality is, is that a lot of people who are like political pundits and, you know, commentators, th- those people are educated on a certain level about politics. They have information. They have history. The average person doesn't have that. They're walking around mm-hmm. about the earth. And, you know, you talk to a lot of those people in the Midwest. They're worried about their health insurance. Right. And they're worried about their jobs. So they're only their their scope is so limited in terms of the issues. And it just becomes so sad because. You know, words like Benghazi becomes right. trigger words for them as an insult to the left, but they just don't have the information. And I feel like it's an abuse. They're abusing the average minded person yeah. um, and the average worker. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they take advantage of those people and they prey on their fear. Yes. And it's just all everybody does. It's not just the right, though. No, the no, left no, does no. it yeah. too. It's just an easy. Well, yeah, because in the left, if they if they're not immediately on board because they don't understand something or because they never personally had any kind of experience yeah. with that, like then it's it's completely then then they're bad guys and yeah. they get all of these horrible names yelled at them and they're just like I don't fucking I don't know or care about this right. you know uh, because I'm I'm worried about surviving that's the other thing too is like all of this stuff like being concerned with all of these like these social policies and stuff like that it's because you have enough free fucking time to think yeah. about it all yeah. Yes. yeah absolutely and resources yeah you know you probably go to yoga 
Yep. You know, <laughs> you got a running stroller, you know, <laughs> so you don't, you'll, you know, you can have an abortion in a fancy clinic and nobody will ever know about it. Yep. It's not, you don't have to be subject to the humiliation of being, going to a clinic where people are protesting outside because that's where your economics are. And I, and it's, it's tone deaf. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, for me, like I have to sit on those um, panels and places where people are talking about social and political issues and I have to take on you know the I have to take them all on because I actually come from the demographic that you're talking about right and you know I have to defend the people because they're mm-hmm. not talking about the people they are talking about the agendas and the issues yeah do you yeah you do what do you because when you I hosted a show that you did and a bunch of people from Young Turks came out oh do, yeah is that what you, do you work yeah. with them yeah I'm on I, I panel with the Young Turks and I do, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to develop a show there, and but I, you know, I sit with them, and mm-hmm. it's really frustrating sometimes. Right. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter where you sit, wherever you sit, you automatically become associated with a club. And right. like I go to the Young Turks because they allow me to be who I am, and mm-hmm. I don't have to adopt or regurgitate what everything sure. they say. They, they stand firmly. You know, their ground firmly many of them over there have the same politics. My politics isn't the same, you know, but they allow me, my politics are not the same, but they allow me, you know, the platform to be who I am because I'm not, um, I I just, I'm not going anywhere to regurgitate what anybody tells me, you know, I look at those people with the right wing people of color who are always Uh preaching. And I'm like, you guys, that was always like something that I thought was difficult is because Cubans in general are usually way more conservative. Yep. And, um, so having to navigate that and, and like to see everybody, how easily they can just disown their family Mm -hmm. over, over politics. Like I, that's, it goes against my nature and and my culture. Like, like we were talking off mic, like we take care of our old people. Like they, we we don't put them in homes. We keep them until we can't keep them anymore. And then, you know what I mean? And, and not only that, but I longevity runs in my family. Like, so they live forever too. So I'm not going to just disown, Mama, because she's, you know, because she doesn't believe everything that I believe in, but right. she also lived a completely different life in a completely different country. Yeah. So I'm not supp- like, I can't be like, oh, you're just racist and you yeah. just, you're xenophobic <laughs> just because she, she doesn't get it. Right. You know, or hasn't lived a, a life where she could even understand it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the truth is that Latinos are very racist. We have internalized racism that. It has nothing. They were to do racist within within each, each other. Yeah, we, yeah, it has nothing to do with anybody else. <laughs> it's yeah. like we're we're so we do a good job at shitting on each other that we don't have time for the outsiders. But you know the the truth is that that is the case for so many of us, and that's why we're so disjointed and we don't mm-hmm. have you know Emmy nominations because we we're so divided amongst ourselves. But there's so many groups amongst us. I'm from Miami where. Cubans are more Republican and they vote more Republican, mm-hmm. right. but they're also more white than people from Honduras who can't assimilate into right. white culture and say, I'm, I'm white because they don't look it. And so there's a whole different set of circumstances for people in accordance to, you know, where they come from and how they look. But I think that, um, yeah, it's the what the white passing and like people with broader noses, curly hair, all yeah. that stuff and, and all of that. And which 
which really bums me out, you know, because I remember that was like one of the things that my dad always, my dad used to tell me to tell people that I was white Yeah, when I was younger. And then I started going to school with a bunch of Puerto, like Puerto, it was mainly Puerto Rican and black. And I was like, oh, hey. And they're like, oh, you're not, you're not white. You're Cuban. And I was like, oh, yeah, you, I had to like, I had to like learn about my own. But uh, meanwhile, I'm still, I still listen to salsa on a regular basis. I still ate Latin food. Like mm-hmm. I still was living within the, the culture that I was still raised, but my dad would still tell me to tell other people that I was white. And I get it. It's because he, he immigrated here and he wanted me to have the right. best life possible. Blah, Absolutely. blah, blah. I get it. But then it was like, I got to be able to celebrate my actual culture as opposed to like pretending that. I yeah. wasn't something. That's what I mean. A lot of Mexicans did that. They they didn't teach their children Spanish so that they could assimilate. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of Mexicans who don't speak mm-hmm. Spanish. But, you know, the, the thing is that you are white. You're white mm-hmm. and Cuban. Yeah. And, that, and it's okay for you to be both. Uh, it's just that a lot of times, you know, it's... I don't know. We we have this discussion all the time. I sit on the panels all the time for this shit. And it just gets exhausting because people don't understand the complexities and the subcultures that live within the Latino spectrum. And mm-hmm. it's it's not the the same because some of us are white. My sister is white, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm more India. My brother's got these Asian eyes. Mm-hmm. And then so we all look we have a have everything that's in us is from our ancestors and we mm-hmm. all took a little something different from each, but we we all eat the same rice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, so it's weird because like, it's also my parents grew up in, in where there were only like a few different races slash colors. You know right. what I mean? So it was always like on a, on a, on a job application, you always put down a W, but that was also before there was an H. Right. But now there's enough H's where we got we got our own fucking letter. You right, know what I mean? right, right, right. W N H. Yeah. Well, they have they have white Hispanic, mm-hmm. white non-Hispanic. Yeah. When you're on these panels and you're a very seasoned, good comic, and so when somebody's frustrated and you do clubs, when you're on these panels, is it really hard to just not use those chops? of the skills to just shut somebody down. I use them. You do? (laughs) (laughs) I use them because I think, um, don't ask me to be on a panel if you want me to leave part of me at home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if I, if you're going to, if you want me to be on a panel, then that's part of who I am. And I'm going to bring that with me. Right. If you want a straight political pundit, that's just going to regurgitate, you know, policy, then go get somebody else. Cause I, I, I'm I'm gonna bring, and sometimes it's the funny that saves you from getting your you your your ass cussed out on a right. panel. So you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. doing For Politicon. Sure. I've made very well. They've already warned me. I may very well end up on a panel with Milo. Okay, and so I'd pay to see that. I can't. Oh, only, I would too. Are you kidding me? I knew where you the know? money was going. I'll be yeah. <laughs> I'll be like one of those ignorant asses in the back, like waiting to yell "World Star." Just because I'm, oh, I'm yes. hoping. I'm hoping. Well, you know what I mean. It's yeah. like I if I don't bring. If I don't deal with that through comedy, it, it could just be You a also very owe tense. it for all, to all comedians to beat him on that level because he had comedian on his Twitter bio before he was banned. And that oh, was yeah. the most offensive thing he Absolutely. ever did to me. Is <laughs> <laughs> him calling himself a comedian. I was like, all the other shit can whatever, fuck you. But you're not a comic. Yeah. <laughs> you've never done an open mic. You've never been in a bucket. You've never toured. You've never featured for a psycho who tried to kill you. Now that, like, you've never done. Yes anything yeah like you don't you gotta how earn- dare you yes. 
Yeah, no. That, like if uh, I stayed at a red roof inn <laughs> next to a truck stop. Bitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't you ever call yourself a comedian? Yeah, ninety percent of the hotels I've ever stayed in open up into the parking lot. Yeah, right? <laughs> like Milo doesn't know about that. You know, that's in my like rider now. They're yeah. not allowed to put me in a, uh, in a outdoor <laughs> access hotel because yeah. it's so unsafe. You don't know the ways yes. of Little Rock, Arkansas. You don't know shit. Oh, I know, man. Listen, I, when people say, co- I mean, so many people say comedian and. I always wonder, like, what does comedian need mean now? I guess we would have to just specify stand-up comic. Stand-up comic, yeah, Because yeah, under yeah. that umbrella of comedian, I see it a lot of places that it doesn't. It's like Sesame Street. One of these things don't go together. <laughs> and I'm like, what right. the fuck did you become a yeah. comedian? I think it's just also one of those terms that you can just throw out there and you don't immediately have to back up. It's just like actor, writer, mm-hmm. pro- even producer. Mm-hmm. Like producer could mean you're a multimillionaire or it could mean you run a bringer show. Yep. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Neither one of them. Yeah. They have there's no weight behind it. So yeah. it's it's just also just one of those like one of those professions that gets no respect as Rodney would say. Yeah, it bother cuz like I get how Conor O'Brien calls himself a comedian. Like he calls himself a comedian. He's been he wrote for SNL, he wrote for the Simpsons. He's run a comedy show for a long time. He's also He's toured. He's never done stand up. I mean, he he toured with like a variety act. But like Milo is pol- he he's steeped in politics. He's only done politics. Oh, and really not even too like when you listen to him speak there's no it's all rhetoric it's yeah, not really yeah, yeah, politics yeah. it's just that politics has mainstreamed so activism and politics are now mainstream so everybody is an activist and everybody's a politician but uh, who knew that the term activism could be just like comedian where there's nothing yes, behind it I know. <laughs> a couple of tweets i know a good instagram i tweet about I all of the issues okay yeah, yeah. yeah. you're an a- you're an activist for sure i remember th- that was one of the uh, this is touchy but the, the the girl who got murdered in charlottesville last year mm-hmm. they started calling her a civil rights activist and i felt like that's a really lofty like she's a victim of a murder. She was murdered, mm-hmm. but I don't know if she's like Martin Luther King. I don't know. Like, it well, was, she wasn't a leader, but she yeah. was there marching. Yeah, yeah, she was participating. But like, right. no, I it, hear you. Yeah, it's always strange when they give these. Well, you know, white they got they got to put white women everywhere. They put everybody else. So right up there mm-hmm. with Malcolm X. Yeah, Martin yeah, yeah. As a woman who got ran over, <laughs> yeah. which shouldn't have happened. But like, yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, yeah, her death is very symbolic of something, but I don't know if that. You know what it is Uh, with her too is symbolic, and yet it was so disrespected, and it was Mm -hmm. so appalling to me that it was like that was somebody's daughter that got killed, and it was it it just people just the left was uh, vaguely excited because they could finally attach because a lot of that KKK white supremacist stuff that they're throwing at is really internet based mm-hmm. and vague mm-hmm. um, and so it almost felt like they were excited some blood was spilled so that they could actually attach some reality to these ideas mm-hmm. and that kind of grossed me out yeah it was um, Charlottesville <laughs> like, yeah like to be so quick to exploit a death of <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it was it just kind of gross like, yeah I had the same thought you had like that's a human being who like, I felt but yeah I felt like her it wasn't respected enough and yeah. and from both sides I do feel that way I felt it was disgusting um I thought it was funny though that the last march they had in DC with the 20 something people showed up yeah but they spent like 2.6 million dollars so there was like a hundred thousand uh-huh. dollars per, per active uh, you know every 
attendee. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be pissed if yes. I was DC. I spent a hundred thousand dollars right. per month, you know, per month like, to show up for a march. And <laughs> that shit is like that is like <laughs> the most expensive. It's definitely not a good look. I, I feel I feel awful for like because like I used to have a real just fuck the police. I have it tattooed on me. ACAB, all cops are bastards. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, you as you get older, you realize everybody's a fucking human. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you when I, those cops who get photographed protecting protecting those Nazis who are just assigned to that, oh yeah, and their face is just there, and they're forever associated with protecting yeah. Nazis. That's gotta suck. Yeah, so bad. Yeah, it does. what a shitty part of your job. Well, you know, a lot of um, there's a lot of white supremacy within the police of force. Of course, so of course, but that doesn't. Some mean of them might just be like they might be volunteering. I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. on the off chance that you're not, oh no, uh, I can imagine. Oh god, that's gonna. I be just brutal. saw the Black Klansman. Did you see that? I oh, I, I saw. I was supposed it. to go see it last night, but I. That was also that was also another like when they were like you have to what you had yeah. to protect being the the one black cop that had to take like had to make sure nobody hurt David Duke. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty funny. It was actually really funny. Theo Vaughn <laughs> has an opening of a joke that made me spit. Laugh. It was one of the hardest I've laughed in a minute. Where he goes, "I used to weightlift with David Duke, dude." He goes, "I had no idea who he was. We belong to the same gym, man. He can he can put some reps in." And I just so stupid. <laughs> he, he's he's so dumb. with David Duke. It's clearly a lie, but it was the most insane. That's him, premise. though. Yeah. yeah, that is so Theo Vaughn. I used to weightlift with David Duke. <laughs> he makes me laugh. <laughs> we well, we've been heavy. There's a light thing on that list. Number one, yeah, onions. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me more about onions. I, don't. <laughs> I hate onions. I don't eat onions. And the people in my life just discovered that I don't. And it was so hurt by it because they were like, yes, you do like onions. And I'm like, you've never seen me eat chew onions. an onion. No, it looks like an earthworm. Is it all, all onions, raw onions and cooked onions? Yeah, I don't eat any onions. But a cooked onion, ugh, you know, when it rains and you see those worms and it just, that's what it looks like. It's disgusting to me. <laughs> I like, I hate them. I, what uh, ha- did you have like, where's the association when you were It was, was when it, I was a kid, kid and mm-hmm. I, most of the stuff that happens to me that I have trauma from has to do with my brother. My brother probably mm-hmm. said something. I was the worst eater when I was young. You real picky? To, I didn't eat. Yeah, I would um, always go uh, to the bathroom and spit my food out, flush it down the toilet. I never wanted to eat. All I wanted to do was play, and I was anemic, and I was really skinny. And Latin parents, you know, oh, you can't, you gotta eat. My grandma used to make me eat so. You, they much. make you clean the plate, yep. and um, mm-hmm. so they thought something was wrong with me, and they're like, "You're gonna die. You're too skinny." And I was so anything that a lot of stuff. I have a really weird relationship with food. And I had an eating disorder, and I was just really, really... So a lot of those little things that come from... They come from my brother putting shit in my head when I was little. Mm-hmm. Like, that looks like worms. Look, yeah. Those look like the onions mommy puts on it, and I don't. Done. Uh, you like, yep, never eat that again. Yeah. <laughs> I love grilled onions so much that uh, I was... Gr- I, sometimes I just eat an onion grilled. That's it, nothing mm-hmm. else. I had my friend Katie came over to my house one time, and she saw that I was grilling up an onion... She's like, are you eating anything else? I was, no. She goes, do you need me to buy you food? Are you mm-hmm. doing okay? And I was like, no, I have, I have a pantry full of gr- groceries. I just like onions. And she's pe- like, my mom loves onions. Yeah, yeah. I also don't like my mom, so maybe the association. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this bitch likes onions? onions? Fuck onions. <laughs> yeah. I think you it's want also- a big bird to come eat her like an earthworm? <laughs> big nice. <rock>. Nice. <laughs> 
it's so funny how like could that because that because that could change too because i remember when i was little whenever my grandmother would would make the steak with the onions on it i would always take the onions off i never liked the onions but now i like the onions and it, mm. o- it was actually only like a couple years ago where i was like okay i fuck with onions all the time like Maybe. it was like it was a slow burn yeah i like you know? to take the flavor i just can't i can't buy it into an onion yeah 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 so if it's in like food or something you I just won't eat it you won't eat the food at all mm. you can't just pick them out no i don't like them because there's a chance that you're gonna bite into one are you a tactile person like are there like f- certain fabrics that because i was a preschool teacher for a long time and a lot of the kids who couldn't handle the consistency of foods also had very tactile yeah i don't stuff. like velour you don't you hate it no i just don't like the feeling of it um, is you like going it going one way but not the other way I don't like touching it, period. That must have been tough in Miami. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you don't live in Glendale. And I don't like yeah. like uh, satiny fabrics either, uh-huh. like polyester on my body. Because I'm from Florida and it's so humid, mm-hmm. I associate oh, so that gross. with being stuck to my body. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, especially in Miami because it was like, that was like the polyester everything yeah you know what i mean all those stores like rave and fucking mm-hmm. especially in like the early 90s like that was all you always had to be wearing some stretchy ass polyester pants i can't I even never. imagine growing up in miami like the first time i went there i was like what i never Jesus. wore biker shorts never never <laughs> never it just seems i, like I never I, felt like i belonged there yeah i, I always felt like an outsider did you leave young like did you i did i did i also went back and forth between miami and new york so did you start comedy in new york or miami i started here you started here wow yeah. really good yeah how the hell did that happen i just came here um i've been here and i came here to be a writer and an actress uh-huh. and then i always wanted to do stand-up but my family was like that's not for girls you know that's sure. goofy comedy shit nobody's gonna want to marry you and all that bullshit that they yeah. say oh yeah. i got that all the time yeah. my but dad what? said if i he would never support me if i went into the arts and then i was like well i guess that's where i'm going mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's how it happens <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh and then i moved here and i said i want to do it and then I did a roast. I did a birthday roast and uh, Chris Spencer was there and he was like, wow, you're really a comic. So you yeah. should start. And then I just started and I never stopped. Where was your first, uh, where's the first place you ever did stand up in LA? The Westwood Brewing Company. Westwood Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. still there? I don't know. I, it, Adam Hunter used to run the room. Uh-huh. It was an open mic. And a oh, lot of I people love Adam go, Hunter. Yeah. Do you do the dime all the time? I don't do it all the time, but when I can, yeah, yeah. I do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no. I love that room. Westwood, that's that's funny. I rarely meet people who started here who I, who yeah, I like, think are funny. <laughs> no, but I, I know but that sounds like insane. No, I, I I understand though. Yeah, but yeah. what I did do was I I started stand up here, but I went to New York to yeah. to get my wings, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's where I really started. That's where I really uh, became a comic. I think. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I became a regular at the cellar and at the stand, and just really New York is where. Where I got strong. Mm-hmm. Was there anything about New York you didn't like? Um, I don't like the rats. Yeah, you know? yeah, they're very visible, pretty big, and they don't um, give a fuck. Unapologetic. Yeah. yeah, they'll just look at you. Like what? Like yeah. what are you looking at? Like I was like, yeah. bitch, what are you looking yeah. at? Get away from me! I don't like the the garbage on the sidewalks in New York. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like New York a lot, um, and I don't like the smells because you can smell everything. especially the summer. Oh, the summer is the worst. The train and the on being on the train in the summer. I'm used to it though, but the the rats, I I hate rats. Like rats and snakes. You ever want me to run? That mm-hmm. I'm not. 
I'm, I don't want to watch your snake eat a mouse. Like I, anything in that family, mm-hmm. um, I'm out. I just, <laughs> I'm like, I it's, freeze. I get, I paralyze. I get paralyzed. I'm very, very scared of rats. Mm-hmm. Speaking of brother trauma, I used to hide rubber snakes in my sister's room all the time, oh, and no. I would just like, and I would never know when she'd find it because I'd really hide it. Oh. And then every now and then, I'd know where. Got it! Yeah. <laughs> <Got her. laughs> Nailed it. Self high five. Yeah. Me and your sister, her snakes and my fucking onions. Yeah. <laughs> we need to have a chat. Brothers are the worst. Yeah, I'm we so really gl- are. I always used to ask my parents for one. I'm really glad they didn't have one. No. It's good. I think when you're older, I think it's better. Oh, me and my, yeah. my brother's my best friend, but I, my brother used to. I remember one time he's. He kept hitting me with the hot those Hot Wheels uh-huh. metal cars. Yeah. He kept throwing at, throwing them at me, and they sting. Mm-hmm. So he and I, I would just take it and take it and take mm-hmm. it, and then I just got one day I got so mad, and then he hid under the bed, and I just blindly hit through it, and I busted this over his eye and had to get stitches, and I got it in a lot of trouble. <laughs> But I was like, I won. You threw a perfect. You, that was Dominican it up. You yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you threw a perfect fastball right in his head. Yeah, I threw Pedro Martinez him. <laughs> I hit him so hard. He still has the, you know, the scar. Isn't that nice to look at your brother's scar and be like, I did that. I That's did. That's got to that. feel kind of nice. Yeah, no, it was. He wouldn't. It would. He would just. Kept, and I was so skinny, so it was just like pow. I was like, I got one for you, bitch. I got you. That's uh, something I heard a lot of uh, comics talk about. Their parents used to hit them with the Hot Wheels track. That's like a oh yeah, it's a famous discipline tool. My mom didn't need that. My mom, she would no straight to fist. Cordless phone would work just fine. Anything. Oh, I used to get the Matamosca, the fly swatter. Yeah, those are hard. And then my mom was a wooden spoon lady. Um which only happened a couple times, but she broke that bitch. That was very un- uncomfortable. Yeah, those hurt. Yeah. But the fly swatter hurts worse. It is, because it's Cause got it, that whip. And then my great-grandmother used to hit me with a twitch. Oh, yeah. She would go get the... And then one time she did a the... Switch she did, a switch or switch? A switch, sorry. Oh. Um, and then... <laughs> was, like, was it a, a camera? Stick. <laughs> like, a stick. La varita. Yeah. You twitch when you get hit yeah, with that. Yeah, I did. I did. And then one time it was like... It was like... It's actually really fucked up when they make you go pick the weapon yeah. that they're going to hit you with. Yeah. yeah that the only happened once. The main, that's the main part of that. My grandmother used to do that too. The fly swatter for me was hard because in addition to it hurting, you knew that dead flies had been. Yeah, that was so gross. I was like, why would you hit me with that? Yeah. There's like guts on it. I know yeah. you guys don't wash like it. It's almost like comparing you to a fly. And flies eat shit. So yeah. it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, why yeah. would that so demeaning? It was the nastiest one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's a minor league baseball team in San Antonio recently that, for promotion, for one day changed their uh, mascot to the f- flying chunkla. Oh, and they, had, and they had a sandal Is that for with Hispanic wing. heritage. They month? had sandals with wings on it. That's hilarious. <laughs> Hispanic heritage months. months. That's one thing I hate too. You know, Hispanic Hispanic heritage months months are. There's more than one. It's September 15th through October 15th. Oh. Wait, why? Why isn't it just a month? I don't know, girl. We can't get an Emmy and we can't get a month. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same amount of time. Why can't you just give us the month? It doesn't make sense. I think the front part of September was taken. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Give us October. Is it it too bad that Halloween's in it? We're not allowed to have it? I don't know, but it's September 15th through October 15th. And it is the weirdest. Yeah. 
I have I've been doing a, a joke about that the the diversity like the Oscars and the awards stuff only matter if you give it to a black person then they feel like they've given all the races yeah an Oscar yeah <laughs> it's like there you when go they say Oscar is so white they're not Which talking so about Asian people yeah. at all they're literally just talking about well now them. today makes a big difference yeah because crazy rich Asians come out yeah, and yeah, yeah. we'll see yeah. I mean, most of our movies that we see coming out that look like total garbage, they all they care about is the Chinese market. Yeah. Like, you'll see these movies come out that you're like, they'll what even the fuck is this for? Well, that's the other thing, too. I found out that they, they'll they'll doctor up other movies to make it, to and they take the black people out of it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of Asian, like a lot of Asian cultures, they don't like black people. Yeah, they have anti-black. But you know what's funny is that only the Chinese market in China that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. By chi- I mean, literally the Chinese market. Yeah, no, market. absolutely. But the, there's a big Chinese market here. They don't matter. No. No. Because they're, uh, they probably have American taste. Yeah, Because they're, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. Americanized. But they can make a garbage, like, Transformer ripoff movie and make $2 billion. Yeah. You have to be Will Smith or Chris yeah. Tucker. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Jamie Foxx at one time. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Hart. I think that's it. And brown people, you forget about it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's always one one lady that they switch out. Uh, I've noticed Tiffany Haddish had a oh, year. Oh yeah, now. And then they'll be done. They'll throw her away. They'll pick yeah. one more. Yeah. And it's always one at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Who was it? Well, she was Regina Hall was. Mm-hmm. And then Tiffany was in the movie What with Regina Hall. And then that was, was the Tiffany. torch passing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're done with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so obvious too. It's like it's weird. It's, it's really so funny. done in public. But you know what's interesting is that to hear it from a white person or hear a white person say it because it's taboo if you say it as a I person know. of color. You're a hater or you're but when right. I hear white people saying, Oh, I don't like that, that's buffoonery or why I, and it's so I'm always like I was sitting with this producer was talking to me about all the people who he, who he felt were buffoons that were people of color and he was like I they have such an opportunity and I what think What do you it's mean so by buffoon? Um playing the stereotype and they're like oh. for the Think of another word that has o o n in it. Yeah, I just thought it like that's what <laughs> when yeah, people yeah, call yeah. it usually like what a lot of people say that about a uh, like Steve Harvey and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So they, they, but when to hear white people say it, it's so interesting because I'm like, I was talking to a producer and he was like telling me all the people who he thought were buffoons. And he was like, they're coons. You know, he was like, they have such an opportunity to really change the, the landscape for people of color. And I'm like, yeah, but you're the, you are the people yeah, who they're, are they're, celebrating they're, they're that. You're the, you're the ones that are. You're yeah. the casting director that's yeah. like Dominican it up. Yeah. yeah. So how does that happen? You know? Like, also, God, what a responsibility to put on a person. Like, can't a person just get a job and yeah. do their job and just feed their family and like be an individual? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't you just cast a black person without them having to say, say what? You know what I mean? Like, but you're the well, one that also, wrote the script. But I'm also saying on the other side, like, it's like saying that Kevin Hart isn't doing enough for his community. It's like, well, he didn't sign up to fucking. He just, he just oh, has, yeah. He's or a that, talented that shit guy. That, ha- that happened with Amy Schumer when they're like, she's not the feminist that we know. It's like, she wasn't trying to be a feminist. She was never an activist. She well, was a comedian. You know what I mean? And she tr- she tries. Like, I mean, I think anybody that you get to a point where you you feel like you can help, you try to help. But it's but not it was her like, fault and it's not Kevin Hart's fault. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the industry's like, fault. That's yeah, that's what, yeah. But the problem is that they don't give marginalized groups a spectrum. 
Mm-hmm. And white people have a spectrum. White mm-hmm. people have Honey Boo Boo and Grey's Anatomy and everything yep. in between. But Latinos don't have that and black people don't have that. Because if Maria Bamford was just as successful as Amy Schumer, I wouldn't have a problem. Right. You know, if Kathleen Madigan was just as successful as Sarah Silverman, then I wouldn't have a problem because then there's representation across the board where all voices are being represented. And not just those are still four white women. Now, I'm not I'm excluding people of color. That Mm -hmm. would even be a beginning for us. But the problem is that we don't have a spectrum. So then the onus, you know, a lot of people feel like those people should should bust doors down you know because then you become successful and you making 50 million dollar movies then you should be able to say hey i want to bring another person of color in and this guy kind of have like an adam sandler type thing where you have a crew that you just constantly absolutely that's why i like the key and peel guys because they've created uh properties that don't necessarily um feed the stereotypes and then they keep creating stuff and opening pathways Mm -hmm. but some people don't do that so. And I, I, but I, I get both sides of that too because mm-hmm. I don't. I, I, that's a lot to put on a person. I agree. I no, I feel the yeah, same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah. It's it just sucks. It's well, the people who are hiring need to. You need to start there. It's like instead yeah. of putting the well, pressure. On yeah, the, yeah, the on somebody having through. having to get yeah having to get big and then yeah. having to be responsible for an entire culture. That's a lot to put yeah, on a human being. But you know, it is Kevin. I agree. But the mm-hmm. thing is that with people of color. There is also, for example, that football player that got uh, profiled by the police. They didn't know who he was and they threw him against the floor and they did all this shit to him. Mm -hmm. And then he came to the Black Lives Matter people and were like, what about me? You got I need you guys to defend me. So Mm -hmm. then there's that part that when you have you don't participate, but you want the help. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to you you can't have it both. Even Kevin, you know, Mm -hmm. when Kevin was set up and everybody was aware of his adultery because of the videos and all that stuff. His people came in and he's still there. You know yep. what I mean? So uh, it, it's just, it sucks, but it's di- it's a different reality for people of color. Cause Amy Schumer doesn't have to speak up for white women only right. in the, in the aspect that they're not getting paid as much. Right. Not subject to a lot of things that women of color are, but women, white women will be okay um, without Amy Schumer because the everybody does because they're only a dick away from being a white guy they're fine yes but (laughs) us we don't have any represent especially latin women we Mm -hmm. we don't have an amy schumer Mm -mm. george lopez and fluffy are the thing and you know they're so rooted in their masculine ways that they don't represent us you don't hear george lopez talking about feminism no (laughs) mm -hmm. i can't even picture what that would sound like (laughs) a mess a mess yeah yeah there's a reason why he doesn't he's a smart business (laughs) he knows he would fuck that up he can just keep talking about his tia with her thong hanging out yeah. and yeah. he'll just keep and breaking in the money by his relatives like, <laughs> you know what's funny is that naturally when you watch people they usually get lighter as they get older and he's yeah. getting darker and darker oh, man. what the that hell whole, is going on that last special was like fuck you Trump and yeah. I was like what yeah Damn, Trump gets to live in a lot of people's heads for free. And that yeah. shit must feel good for him. Uh-huh. He's a narcissist. But he says, he's more than a narcissist. I think he's like a megalomaniac. Like yeah. he's so uh, absent of love that he's just want that he just assumes attention is love. Yes. 
So he just wants, uh, he's like, I bet he jerks off to how much his name is said on a daily basis. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if every Tonight Show fits that, host fits that category, every president definitely does. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, anybody who wants to be president is the same, I think, in that way. Insane, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. George Lopez. I I can't wait to see that next special. I mean, I hope he gets... Hope it keeps getting darker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing too is you I, you also don't get to see Latin comics be dark. You know, yeah, no. that's one been a one like one thing that that's always been like. I mean, I think it might have been a, a little bit of a motivation for me is just like I don't feel like because I never really I never really seen that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I also I didn't have a lot of Latin comics to go by, but then I also never heard any of them talk. Like it was always like like a latin coon where it was yeah. like it's always like uh you know this yeah. is what it's like yeah. uh-huh, and uh-huh. it's always the same shit and it was like man that's like not I, I did not live that life at all like i didn't feel represented by a lot of that stuff and so that's why i was just always like all right well i'm just gonna do whatever the fuck i want and i'm gonna happen to be latin yeah you know? i just me too mm-hmm. i watched i used to listen to alvarez Hede, who's mm-hmm. cuban and i was like i would say this is not comedy <laughs> you know, like, but I thought he was funny, like, because yeah. he was a storyteller, and he would, and it's stuff that my dad would like related to, and it was part of his culture, and it was something. But out in my head, it was like that's not what George Carlin is doing, right. right? And then people would say to me, like, "Why are you worried about George Carlin? That's not your kind of comedy. This is your kind of comedy." And I'm like, "No, that's not my kind of comedy. Like, yeah. I don't, you know." I, I don't identify, I mean, my favorite writer is Kurt Vonnegut. You sure. know what I mean? I yeah, love yeah. satire. I yeah, like yeah. deadpan humor. I like dry wit. And it was always like, even in comedy here, people would be like, when I would do like refried Fridays and they'd be like, what the fuck is she talking about? Mm-hmm. I know, know that because they, they were asked me to do that as well. Uh, Cause my name sounds more Latin than I am, you yeah. know? And it's just like, okay, but I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to Dominican it up. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to like pander because that also doesn't make sense. But then there's plenty of Latin people that'll go go to go to a show because my name sounds Latin and, and then they end up liking me anyways. Yeah, of course. Just because of what, you know what I mean? And then it's like, human beings. yeah, because yeah. they're human beings. And that's how, <laughs> that's how comedy works is it, it transcends all of it, you know? And yeah. a lot of us are bicultural. You know, I grew up in Miami. I was born in Boston. I uh, grew up between New York and... Uh, going back between New York and Miami, I have a very American experience mm-hmm. growing up, you know, and I do, I eat Latin food, listen to uh, salsa, we speak Spanish at home, mm-hmm. but I still am American and a lot of For Latinos sure. are bicultural and people, that's why they keep missing us because they keep thinking that doing caricatures of Latin people on TV is going to attract us and we're like, the fuck I went to college for this is not who I am like yeah and it's just they keep missing us they Mm -hmm. just keep missing us. well that's why I see I think it's been really nice over like the last five years that like my version of what stand-up comedy is is going like is being put on tv in Spanish and stuff like that great because before that it was always like the fucking guy with the the spinny thing on his head it was always like super slapsticky yeah super like almost like humans in cartoonish situations yeah absolutely and um and that was always what like that was always my uh representation of what latin comedy was it was always like like beyond goofy you know what i mean like if you took a a sketch and you made it like 
idiotic for children right. and like that's how like that was what was on Sabalo Gigante mm-hmm. was always the dumbest shit I've ever seen and um and I and I liked the silliness of it because I was a kid right but then as I got older I was like man that's not me yeah with, mm-hmm. we're, we're intelligent human beings like we, we we can have we can talk about concepts and make fun of it and shit like yeah I bombed really bad at a Spanish show in uh that's for TV mm-hmm. it's called Lagrimitas y Cosel which is on like Estrella, like whatever, one mm, of the networks, right. and they asked me to do stand-up because I did, I do stand-up in Spanish. I started with Francisco Ramos, who oh, okay. do stand-up yeah, in Spanish. Yeah. Hell yeah. But our stand-up is not like that stand-up. Yeah, of course. And they were, first of all, a lot, uh, I don't have a lot, I don't get a lot of love from Latin men. That's probably the group that hates me the most. Because you challenge a lot of their macho. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. a feminist and yeah, I talk yeah. about things that they're uncomfortable with. I'm tall mm. and I'm unapologetic. But then in Spanish, they were like, who does this bitch think she is? Like, right. I, And I bombed. I bombed on TV. It was fun. I liked bombing on TV. Because <laughs> I defied, I was not, I, I wasn't going to pander and I did not succumb to the pressure. I was just like, and so, so, and so, and so. And then they were just like, those moments are huge though. Like, have you ever seen that Richard Pryor, that first special where he's bombing Greenwich Village? Yep. And like, it's, that's a guy who's about to change everything. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And like those, those bombs, like Bill Burr's was, yeah. you know, and you know, this is nothing compared to that. Cause I, I, you know, the, in between us doing our sets, a dude would dress like a clown, you know, that's what I'm saying. And that, that was the shit that bummed me out is I was like, when I got into, when I got into stand up, I was just like, I didn't have any, like a resource mm-hmm. for like what I liked for this, the other half of my culture. You know what I mean? Like it right. didn't make any sense. So it was just like, is there is there any and this might sound like this is going to be a very white question, but okay. is there any part of you that enjoys knowing that when you go up on a showcase, there isn't anything that's going to rival you as far as material wise? I'm sure you'd rather have pe- your community represented on these showcases, but is there part is there part of you where like I know for a fact nobody's stepping on my shit tonight when you do like the improv type mm. showcase? Well, you know, because the, the funny thing is that. I, I when I do the improv sometimes I do there are people who are similar to me but because it's wrapped in a different it's wrapped package, it yeah. packaged mm-hmm. people don't see it because I I end up being dynamic simply because people are racist and I'm exactly like, oh my That's... god she's different look at, did you see a Puerto Rican lady she seems so passionate you know and it was like I'm so tired of people calling Latin women passionate. Or you'll yeah. see a guy come up and be like, I fucking hate my kids. And then you do a bit about how you could kill your kid on the way out. Yeah. And, I, and, and then you're different. And, in their then, and that's, that's because that's feeding the stereotype yes. where he's just being thinking out of the box. Right. Because white men don't kill their children. You right. know what I mean? But, and, white women but, do. Yeah, yeah. White women. <laughs> <laughs> they set them on we fire them. and blame them on black dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah that's kind of what i was like yeah you have like i don't know if there's like a like a benefit of audience ignorance where you get to be like special in their mind because they're dumb well sometimes that, that, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that it works, works out but at the same time i'd rather you just listen of course and, yeah there's yeah. a lot of rather but sure. i mean like in the i don't know it's just like because like when i go up it's just like i was talking to carmen about this before i was like i there's like it's really tough to be unique when there's five similar faces of you in a row 
And Even like, though white guys are complaining about it now, because it's like really five white guys on the show. It's like we're right. all, you know, because the. But the, the same racism you're victim to because mm -hmm. then they see you guys all as the same thing. That's what well. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I nobody's saying like if you, if I go up in a row, my shit's always going to be way more evil and dark yeah. and than anybody else's. But I don't stand out, right? Because it's people just you know they get numb mm. when the when the with the rotation. Well, it's been fun to watch white people turn on white people too. Like when you get too dark. Even the white people are like, oh. It's almost always. That's my toughest crowd. Like yeah. the way you have the tough time with Latin men, I have the toughest time with white women. Oh, yeah. The, that's, the, that's very hard for me. I was at Flappers and I did, I did my joke about lesbians. And my joke about lesbians is personal. It's not me making a generalization mm -hmm. about lesbians. It's about my personal experience with the lesbians in my life who are my friends. Right. Who, and I, I name Shantae Wayans because it comes from you know her saying to me all oh, every straight girl is just one bad relationship away from being a lesbian right. you know and she always you know would say how do you know you don't like girls if you've never mm -hmm. been with a girl before and so that's where the joke comes from and this woman stands in line for my shirt line oh, um, oh so she's already cock blocking sales yeah, exactly mm -hmm. with Damn her bitch. partner mm -hmm. and she works at ucla and she was like you know, I feel I found that your joke about lesbians was very problematic. And, you know, she had a napkin in her hand and she said, and, um, you know, I think there's something special about you. There's definitely something there. And I was That's like, so condescending. Oh and I was like, are you a producer? And she was like, no, um, I work at UCLA. I'm in the education department, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so why would you think that I care what you think? You know, like, <laughs> like what, what, what? She was like, well, I don't want you to get offended. She gave me the napkin and had her phone number. She was like, I would love to sit down with you and write some jokes with you and help you. Oh my with God. The framing. Are you fucking kidding me? How is that? That's the most, you want to talk about entitlement? Yeah. Who the fuck do you think you are? Yep. Exactly. And you know what? You doing this to me is problematic because I think your internalized racism right now is trying to tell a person of color how they need to talk. Yep. And that was at the uh, at Flappers. And I, I didn't say anything to her beyond that point because I knew that I would go to a place that might uh -huh. have been. I'm going there. I just I'm went. going there right I just now. Got oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have fed. I your head off her merch table. Yeah, mind. no, because I, I was like. <laughs> Don't uh, get blood on the shirts, though. Come on now. <laughs> but that's what they do to us all the time. And it's just like, that's the. Um, Here's the thing. It, it, there's a fucking. Like, this is. This a bothers me about all kinds like anytime anybody comments on anybody's i i am talking from my personal experience if my personal experience is ignorant yeah it's still my fucking personal experience yeah and it doesn't have anything to do with you or how you feel or any of that shit you either like the bit or you don't and then move on you uh, the other fucking 45 minutes that i did you you couldn't take that into account. Yeah. That I'm joking. First yeah. of all, that it's I'm joking, and Didn't then say CNN. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know what the fuck? <laughs> exactly. And but then, also, it's like you're a fucking good headlining comedian. So beyond all that entitlement shit, it's like if you were worth your shit in comedy writing, I would have heard of you. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I'm working. Like beyond yeah. all the other shit, just that was some fucking teacher ass bitch. Like it's not even just like it's like having a plumber come up to you where you you're in the middle of painting a painting and they're like, I think that this 
the way you painted this dick makes yeah. me feel really insecure. And I mean, I mean, I thought I'd like for you to take your paintbrushes and uh, and I'll help you. And I was like, "Fuck you!" Oh, yep. it's so disrespectful. I'll Go back you. to cleaning pipes, you dumb motherfucker. I'm trying to see if I have this email that I got from this woman because I did race uh, race wars. Yeah, yeah, we just had Kurt on yesterday with Kurt and um and Sherrod in New York. And I was just I was talking about white white liberal women being condescending, uh-huh. thinking that they are actually saving the world, but it's it's insulting to people mm-hmm. of color when a woman puts on her cape and says, "I am going to come save you guys." In between yoga and dinner, though, yes. you know, like because I got to get home to my beautiful home. Yeah. And I made woman, a comment about that about like uh, one of the women's marches, how it was like over by two thirty so they could get to uh, brunch on time, and it was the yes. same kind of shit where it was just I'm just here for the Instagram post, and then I'm out. You know what I mean? It's just like this email is from a race was, wars listener. Yeah, th- yeah, that's funny though. That's really yeah. so. She sent me this really long email, and she was like, "These are the emails I get from white women." I'll show you. I would like to see you strengthen your core and let your core support your upper body. Is she wh- what? Is, Is she it, talking about you exercising? What the fuck? Yeah, I, th- those are the emails that I get from white women on my stuff. And then she's like, "Because your body language doesn't convey your your jokes." You see that body language? Are you serious? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> who the fuck like, you don't understand how do you, like that's what I'm saying like how can you how is oh my God. this is why this is why the move this is why the women's movement doesn't work as well as it could be is, be, is because of these bitches right here uh-huh. this is exactly what I'm talking about this is the shit that annoys the fuck out of me and this is, this is why I like this is why I'm not I'm not on your team I'm not on your team because yep. you are part of the fucking problem. What you should be saying is you are so strong on Sage, it makes me feel uncomfortable. And I and, and because that's what's really what's what it really is. Well, this is from a podcast. Oh no, I mean it, No, this yeah. is uh, this is other like she was talking about her body language. So that she must have been seeing oh, is, her. Is, is yeah, she's she's me. They do a video? Oh, no, she's no, like, this, this is another, oh, that, oh. that's another one. I get a lot. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah, just showing sure. you one. Just one. The, first the, one the other find. one was the race wars lady. Yeah. Um but I get um I get it all the time. And the most condescending is um, you're from Miami, right? Yeah. We're, oh, I, I love your jokes about the inner city stuff. Um, you're really intelligent. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, oh, I've been watching sports so. my like, whole but, life, so I'm very familiar with that narrative. That well, I mean, is, Richard Sherman. Yep. I mean, yeah. You know, but it's like, uh, you come from the ghetto, you can't possibly know what Kurt Vonnegut is. You don't oh, love, yeah. the yeah. Com- a confederacy of dunces is not your, your favorite book. And mm-hmm. it's like, and so it's almost like if, makes me feel uncomfortable because when I say those things, mm-hmm. it seems like I'm seeking validation as opposed From to just... From white people, when it's not. I, no, I'm just saying, hey, that's I fucking think yeah. Ignatius is one of the funniest characters I ever read in a book. Mm-hmm. I, I That's how I got out of the ghetto, sure. was reading books. I yeah, was yeah. like, I'm going to score really high on the SAT. I'm going to go to college and get the fuck out of here. But it it's a slap in the face sometimes yeah. when people do that. But I can't tell you how many emails I get or women come up to me after the shows saying the most disrespectful shit. Yeah. And I, it's like, I, and I just have to say, consider the source. Fuck this bitch. Because if I slap the shit out of this bitch, then yeah. I'm reinforcing the stereotype. And if I go off, you know, in the most intellectual vernacular, then I am being, you know, my microaggressions are taking sure. place. So you can't, you can't, win. You can't win in that situation. can't win. Mm-hmm. Just I, fuck, my, fuck micro dude it's gonna be macro macro, <laughs> macro aggressions 
I just can't, I can't stand that. I can't stand that. And then like, then you, then you wonder why the progress isn't being made for our entire sex is mm-hmm. because you're, you, you somehow think you are still better than people of the same sex. Yep. You know? And it's just like, no, I, you, you should be like, that's the whole thing is you should be celebrating. You should be celebrating because you're doing something that that bitch could never do. Uh, you know what I mean? And that's that, that ignorant catty bullshit that, that doesn't, that doesn't propel us forward. Mm-hmm. You know? I get that. Who, who with the, the fuck do you think you are commenting on another woman's body? Yeah. Who the fuck? Oh yeah, I get it. <laughs> you want to complain about men? No, bitch, it's you. It is you. You should see my inbox. Yeah, I get. Um, the, my experiences oh, with that so is I was kicked out of the military, and I often have a fuck the troops uh, bit that mm-hmm. I, I do, and that uh, pe- people always who've never been in the military come up to me constantly and they're they're like oh, i really liked your set but that military stuff was really like uncalled for and i'm yeah. like oh what 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 uh branch were you in you know and based the, on what they, yeah. they never in they're never, never fu- in. they're, no, they're never, never from in. the fucking in fact never on the on the other side of that i always have guys and they always look around and whisper first they always they go I, thank you so much for saying that stuff about the military. You know, those are the people. They, it happens to me all the time. I'm sure. But yeah, people who have no experience with what I'm talking about telling me that I shouldn't say what I'm saying about something they haven't experienced. Is a, I can relate to that with the military thing. Because they fucking brainwashed yes. everybody about what the military is supposed to mean to them. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the guilt of the people who've never, ever, ever signed up for the military. So their yep. their payback is to laud it and to exalt it yep. because they didn't, that, that's how you get off for never being a part of it. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here with that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they've been watching them get parachuted into halftime show, you know, oh, things yeah. their oh, whole life. Oh, it's become big yeah. commerce for the NFL. Yeah. Oh. That's why they're fighting so much with these players uh-huh. on the knees because they get that military money. Yep. It's yeah. The, oh, people are so precious about their little fucking military, and I'm just like literally the worst people I've ever met in my life were there. I met some good people, right? But I've also met the worst people in my life there. And I can take that experience from you. Yeah. Well, that's the you don't. It, but that's that's the other thing is you don't have the right to tell anybody how their experience was when they're the ones telling you about it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Right, I mean, and then they put you on a position when they make you defend yourself. You're like, well, now I'm gonna have to tell you some stuff that I want to keep personal. Like, if I want to win with you in mm-hmm. this argument, I mean, I don't want to have to tell you the shit that happened to me while I was in there. I don't owe that to you. But if you're going to fucking corner me, then you're making me, and I think that you can relate to this with, like, if you make a, a joke about, like, sexual assault. Yeah, ra- and, and rape jokes, lady will stuff, corner stuff like you, that, yeah. And then you're mm. like, okay, so now I the only way I can I don't have to tell you about fuck yeah. all what I've been through. Absolutely. No, I, I it's, it's. This girl came up to me. No, yeah, she yelled at the audience in the in the Long, Long Beach Laugh Factory. Mm-hmm. She was like, "I love your double negative," and I said, "I'm from the stage." I said, "Listen, I'm very well aware of my grammar. I, this is humor on purpose and humor." <laughs> I said, um, "But thanks." Right after the show, I walked by her, and she was like, "She was with a black guy," and the the guy, the black guy, was like boosting her up and she said to me um i said i don't need you to correct 
my language. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm very well aware of what I say on stage. And the last thing I need is some white girl who thinks that because she hops on a black dick every night that mm-hmm. she has a right to say something to me. I will slap the shit out of you and I will slap the shit out of him. Don't you <laughs> ever. Oh my God. And You're I, the best woman that's ever existed. I love you so much. You know, I know. but I heard that's a, things I don't like. If you want to know what I don't like, these are the, I feel like these are the, I feel like Kanye West. That's the shit I don't like. Yeah. Bitch, how dare you? And yeah. you know, my boyfriend was like, come on, let's go because if, and this is the other thing. He's like, because if that bitch calls the cops on you you're gonna go to jail oh absolutely she's a little skinny white girl and mm-hmm. i was like fuck that i'll go to jail for that bitch tonight i don't give a fuck i was so pissed but it happens to me all the time and i hate that because i don't want division with this women. is an audience member and you're on stage you're saying this from at stage. the long beach laugh Factory. yeah were you on stage when you said all that no shit? i when i when the show was over she, she corrected her when she was on stage and then this this exchange happened uh, after yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. thought when i was walking by she was like she was joking and she thought it was funny she said something to me and then i turned around and i was like this close to her i said don't you ever 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 i will stump a mud hole in your ass you got me fucked up i've been through too much shit to let somebody think that they can talk to me like that and it was it i was just so angry and you know what it was it was just all of the shit Mm -hmm. that i have to hear all the time you know all the time it just finally just reared its ugly yeah. head on one time because i get it all the time i mm-hmm. get it you know i'm in new york uh how did you how did she get into the cellar you know like what the fuck do you think i what i fucked the owner you know how the fuck you think i got into the cellar telling <laughs> the jokes same like way him? everybody else did you fucking got in. Is that how he died? yeah am i supposed him? to tell jokes about suburbia you know i didn't grow up there i'm yeah. sorry but yeah. it's just it's i feel like um as a latin woman of color I there's no way I can't punch down but everybody is here and it's like you know uh, you're taking our space you know the white guys are losing their you can't be a white man anymore I'm like where I had an argument with this guy in, in New York he was like yeah you to be on television now you, you gotta be Latino or something and I was like name me the t- la- name me the Latin TV shows name them name them there are two, Jane the Virgin and One Day at a Time. The rest of them are in Spanish. Name me some English language, fully cast Latino shows on television. No, there's not. Yeah, I was just thinking the Norman Lear one. Is that One Day at a Time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I never not, even heard of the other one. No, Jane the Jane Virgin. The Virgin. See, it's on the CW, so that's for the children. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Co- what I'm saying is like, a, yeah, well, <laughs> Flash and uh, yeah. the Colored Network. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. got Flash and whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I'm I'm sitting there like, what what based on where do you get this information from? And I gotta get it all the time. I get weird. and it's just it's really just because they couldn't get booked on that one bar show. Yeah, so they're taking that and applying it to the entire industry. Yeah, no, no. It's, and again, it, it all goes back to no, we have. Have more black people on TV, so racism is fixed. That, that yeah. shit that Brian yeah, yeah. was talking about, where it's like, no, there's all these races. I mean, like, <laughs> this is the first. The Crazy Rich Asians is the first Asian movie in 25 years. Yeah, absolutely. And it. it, it Meanwhile, was, everybody in the academy is patting themselves on the back for Moonlight and shit like that. Yeah. Right. It's like we're so diverse. We're so. It's just like you're fucking not. No, you're not, because if you were diverse, then you would be telling the stories of the Latinos who are doctors and lawyers Mm -hmm. and the stories of everyday people like in American Beauty. That could have very well been an Indian man. It doesn't have to be uh, trauma porn. It doesn't always have to be the exaggeration of the struggle of people of color that Mm -hmm. we just have regular lives. Like I grew up in the ghetto and... 
we had a fucking regular life. We went to school. We had dinner. Sure. We sat. It wasn't a riot every day. Right, right, you right. know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like we were not in the middle of a race war mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, uh, trauma. At, we were not at the food stamp office. We were lower income people that lived a regular fucking life. I had to do homework every day like everybody else. Right, right, but it's like we're like these we're exhibits, mm-hmm. you know, like here's the, the look at the Latinos. Oh, shit. This is how they live. This is how yeah. they, this mm-hmm. is the. You know, it, yeah, it's just like cartoonish versions of other people's culture. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Three shows. Viva on stars. I forgot. Oh, that's that right. One. That's the new one. Yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. No, but it's also that's very like there's like. Have you auditioned for any of those shows? Uh, I auditioned for one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Um and I did not audition for Jane the Virgin. Yeah, I did. The woman who booked the role actually people confuse us for each other, and we we don't look. Is she a comic? Andrea Navedo. No, she's an actress, but we look like even my mom was like, "Wow, she looks like you." I yeah, was yeah. like, "All right, lady." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Um, I did not audition for Vida because Vida went millennial white Mexican girls. Oh, okay, you know, like yeah, yeah. They're not. Uh, they're not like the other Mexicans. Mm-hmm. That's the story of the show. So, do you get uh, when you do you do a lot of auditions where they're like like in the NFL? <laughs> I'm sorry with all the sports references today. I don't know why. It's okay. Uh, but in the NFL, they have that rule where they have to interview a certain amount of coaches, uh, people who are not white. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel like you get a lot of auditions where you're like, I'm never fucking getting this. You're just here to. F- I'm here to appease. Oh, your, where it's like a di- a d- a their diversity. Like yeah, yeah. I'm just here to make affirmative action. They're at least trying to book people. That, it know. either go from the stereotype, yeah, to the why am I here audition. Yeah, um, when they where you don't you know they don't know what they want. Right, you know, and you're sitting there, um, and you're with a room full of white women, and then they're like, well, they'll just throw her in. Yeah. I did that recently, but I got I got booked for it. I oh, was good. I went out for a, a role that was originally for a guy, and um, but I knew one of the guys that was writing the movie, and he was just like, "I just think you're really funny. Just try. I mean, it, it, you may not get it. I mean, the, the role is for a guy, whatever. Blah blah blah." And then I went in and I did it, and then they were like, "You're the only person that read the script the way we wrote it. Like oh, you're the funny. only person." And I was like, "Well, yeah, I'm funny." it's a comedic role yeah it was like oh it's it the 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 movie isn't funny but it's a comedic role in the movie sure you know and i was just like oh yeah i see i see that because i can see the jokes you know so there's probably just a bunch of dudes that were just reading the page crying yeah doing the oh yeah exactly just weeping and uh teasing themselves so they can (laughs) cry hilarious <laughs> um, um, one more thing I hate because mm-hmm. I know we've been on here for a while, but I hate group text. Oh yeah, and that's God. why I got off of the group text. Oh yeah, Ida and I were in a group text of all lady comedians. Yeah, yeah. Carmen's griped about it to me because sometimes I'll look at my phone and there's uh, 57 yeah text yeah. notifications, which I don't like. I'm one of those people. I don't like any unread emails. I don't like me any. Too. I don't like any of those red little numbers on my phone. Yeah. So and that's why I don't have notifications mm-hmm. on for most of the shit on my phone. Yep. And so I look down and it's just like fuck, like because th- th- now now it's homework. Yeah. Now I gotta uh-huh. read through to make sure I'm not missing an email to get booked on something or you know and fuck man you know. Yeah. I also felt like you had to be white to get your message answered in that group text. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, I got off because they would never answer, respond to me like they uh-huh. have brunches. And I told Jackie because mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. 
you know, I'm a very direct person. Sure. I don't like the gossipy Haven't shit. Haven't noticed. I, I always, no, but I'll, I'll tell <laughs> you. So, and I told her, I said, I felt like every time I would ask a question, it would never be responded. Nobody responded to, to it. And then I said, I saw certain people with Maria, like, you know, everybody yeah. responds wow. and they put hearts and likes mm-hmm. and i'm like i get it you're you are trying to get a gig i'm not you know yeah. I, i'm just actually trying to gather some information so i can go do my own work right. and grow as a comic but i felt like i was like i don't I, I feel like they're not they're not listening and then there was just so much bullshit in there i don't give a fuck about your dick intake i don't give a shit yeah. about let's get yeah. this work you right. know that was the whole point that was that was the yeah. thing that's frustrating <laughs> for me is i was like oh finally because there's there's all those group there's so many of female groups mm-hmm. where that it, we just talk about anything but stand up or work and i was like oh Mostly i was exci- sky comics I, I was excited about <laughs> like this finally being a thing oh this is going to be some work shit this mm-hmm. is, these are these are all bad bitches that grind this is going to be awesome and then it still turned into a lot of that like this guy is an asshole this guy mm-hmm. was mean to me and it was just it wasn't anything like and just somebody's mean to you does not mean that they belong to the Me Too movement. No. You know, not. I'm not a nice person, but that doesn't mean I'm putting my hands it's on exhausting. people. It's like, <laughs> exhausting. I mean all the time. Yeah, the other thing is that you know, then they, when they had these side deals going on, I'm I'm talking about, hey, I have a friend who has a show and I want more women on the show. And then there's another text message going out to some, certain people and not everybody in the group. And I was like, this is the reason why we can't get our shit yep. together. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, that's why I left. Yeah, when you start excluding people. I was in the best group text recently. Uh, do you know Pat Barker? Yeah. Yeah, Pat Barker is a, more of a writer than a mm-hmm. comic, but he sent one out to 58 people, and it was relevant to all of us, and he wrote, for the love of God, do not respond to this. He was like, he wrote three different sentences of variation. Like, I beg you, please do not respond to this. This is just a, some information all of you need. Here it is. Please don't respond. And okay. then boom, 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 boom. People just started pouring in the group text. And I was like, God, there's nothing you can do. No. How lonely are these people who like so this? So lonely, dude. People in Los Angeles it? are so fucking lonely. That's why they always have the GPS on. Even when they're driving to a place that they don't. They, when they know where they're going, they have the GPS yeah. on so they're not alone. I'm like, you so fu- Like, get friends. You're boring. That's why does, nobody. That shit makes me feel lonelier. When the GPS is on? When you get on? 900 text messages from people you don't give a shit about? Oh, yeah. You know, and you're like, these well, are the only texts I have? It's also because they're only talking to each other. It's not yeah. even like they're talking to you. Yeah. yeah. 100 text messages from people. And I you would... could do that off the group text because we are all getting the alerts. Yes. And, you know, I barely sleep. And so mm-hmm. when you text me at 3.30 in the morning, I'm getting a text and I just went to sleep you know, mm-hmm. 20 minutes ago, it makes me not like your ass. That's why I email. If I have something to say to somebody at three in the morning, I email it to them because yeah. it usually doesn't make a noise. No, me too. Yeah. And yeah. they'll get it in the morning mm-hmm. as yeah. opposed to a text. Mm-hmm. Let's do the gripe of the week. It's the gripe of the week. It's, it's the, the gripe, gripe of, of the week. week. Gripe of the week from Jeff Albright is I'm sh- for people who tuck their shirts in without wearing a belt. <laughs> that reminds me of Bill Burr when he talked about how much he nerd Jesus, Steve Jobs. Comes out his shirt tucked in and no fucking belt. Yeah, well, eating, <laughs> eating a pretentious piece of fruit like yeah, a pear. pear. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It does look like it's something missing. Like it does look like there's something missing. A like you should. Is, piece of the puzzle is missing. Yeah. And it also looks like that person might have some dead cats in a freezer. 
Sure. Oh, yeah. There's something about They that. can't be bothered with a belt, not with all those dead cats in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's because they're, they ruin their belt jerking off with it. Oh. <laughs> I thought about David Carradine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I bet he didn't wear a belt. Uh, Sean White, previous guest of the podcast, his gripe of the week is crowdsourcing ideas. I mean, some people do take some liberties with those, with crowdsourcing. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Every one of my friends. Like, There's some really cool things that are being crowdsourced that are really badass. And if we could just eliminate all of the other things. I love the, that it's funny now that people will just go on Instagram Live and mm-hmm. they'll put their Venmo and they'll like, Venmo me, mo- Venmo me money. They're oh, just panhandling. They're just panhandling. Oh, I did a podcast. With Digital Malcolm. panhandling. <laughs> That's all it is. I did a 35-minute podcast with Malcolm Hatchett, uh, and he put his Venmo on an Instagram Live, the podcast, and he made almost $1,000 in 35 minutes. I'm Are you sorry, serious? I'm <laughs> sorry, Fuck that. I'm sorry. Who's that that just said it? Sean, Sean White. White. Sean, I'm so sorry, Sean, but I will be doing that on my next show. <laughs> well, see, I think that's different because then that's just you getting money where it's it's not under some thinly veiled bullshit of yeah. something that you're going to create. Because there's a lot of, like, the only people I really follow on Instagram are just artists mm-hmm. and, and comics. Those are the only two things I really follow because that's all I want to see. That's why Instagram's the last distraction that we have as far as social media. Oh, goes yes. and it's beautiful i love it yeah, um but like I've, there's like all of these are all artists that i've seen like all the stuff around Hi. my room is all artists i found on instagram and then i just buy shit and i and i get to support people that i like stuff that i like i get to see it all the time Hi. it's great and then it takes away from all of these really great people who are trying to make cool shit to people who are just like oh, i just i need a new washer and dryer save you piece of shit like everybody else has to do don't yeah. ask me to buy you one yeah, I, I saw one. Uh, this uh, this friend of mine posted. She posted a link to it, and it was this girl in Seattle who said because she was black, and she said because Trump was elected, she needed to move out of a city that wasn't centered around whiteness, Aww. and she wanted to move <laughs> to Los Angeles. So she wanted people to pay for her moving. She, somebody should tell her that Los Angeles is the ultimate whiteness. Well. <laughs> but also, I was just kind of like... Not on the show flyers, though. Wait. I know. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, you need uh, you need white people to help you get out of whiteness. <laughs> That's the weakest thing I've ever seen in my life. But it's pretty funny, though. It's hilarious, but she's not funny. So like, if it was like, oh, I'm going to fleece these white people for a free move, like that would be funny to me, but it's way more entitled than that. It's not. She doesn't have that cynical funniness to her. I've. Uh, it's. Hmm. It's way more. She lo- was serious. It's victim shit. Uh, that's why it was so frustrating. Cause yeah, no, I love when people pick. You start pockets. with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, ask yeah. them for the money. Clearly, her parents have money because nobody develops that kind of entitled behavior unless they were raised with money. So <laughs> she's, she's been around. That's it what before. I'm talking about. It's like I was raised poor. I would never think like when my car got stolen and I was living out of my car at the time and I had all of my camera. I had like ten thousand dollars worth of camera equipment in my car and it all got stolen. It got used as a getaway car, which actually was it made me kind of jealous that my car had like more street cred than me. I was very upset about it. But then um they were gonna they threw me a benefit show and then and I, they were like, oh we're gonna do a and I was like, no GoFundMe, none of that shit. I go, if people want to give me money, then they can PayPal me. 
That's right. it. But I don't want, I'm not going to, there's no campaign. I'm not rallying the troops. Like this happens, you right. know? And uh, people still sent me money. I think they, I think I ended up making like two grand, which was enough for a down payment for me to get my car back, you know, uh, another car. And so it was great, but it was like, I was like, no, no, no. It just seems so gross. And even though like, I gen- I generally didn't have a car and that was my house. Somebody stole my house. Right. And it was like, <laughs> but still. <laughs> somebody stole my house. They did. That was the, that was the name <laughs> of the, the benefit show is somebody stole my house. <laughs> a benefit show for a car. Yeah. My dad got in trouble one time. In my, and this was his crowd surfing, uh, crowdsourcing was his dad. My grandfather stole a color TV. And he, was, and, uh, he goes, go to this lawyer and bring him this TV. Uh-huh. <laughs> So my dad had to bring us to, it's like the first nice thing my grandfather ever did for my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Paige, uh, Wesley's gripe of the week is people who always want to share food at restaurants. This is a huge pet peeve of mine. Me too. I'm fat. I want the whole the whole plate. <laughs> I agree. Indian restaurant, Ethiopian restaurants, I mean, that have this so stressful. I'm like, can we just portion it out? Because I don't know how to, I eat fast and I eat everything that's in front of me, even if it hurts. And I don't know how to do this. <laughs> See, I'm, I love sharing because I was like, what would you get? And I didn't know next time. Yeah, maybe I'll too. get that shit. I like to share. I love Ethiopian food. I love the food. I love uh, Mercado. That's my favorite restaurant here. But yeah, I like eating the, with the injera. But it does get complicated it's with stressful. the portions. Yeah. I remember I had this girlfriend, whenever she would share a beer with me, I would always have to be like autistic about it, where I was like, are you telling me to finish this or how much am I supposed ah! to say? <laughs> I was like, because I'll just chug the whole thing. Like, yeah. What, 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 can you draw them? Well, that's what I was, because I had a, a, a dude that I dated that was also like all consuming everything that he would, had no impulse control whatsoever. So I would just take what I would want and then be, would be like, you can have the rest. It wouldn't be like fuck you. I'm. This is all for me. It would just be like how so many people just compulsively steal lighters. Right. Like they just don't know. Yeah, I'm an idiot dog. Like that's what I'm a dog. <laughs> like you can't. You know, you can put a big bowl out for a cat, and the cat will survive. <laughs> but if you put a big old bowl out for a dog, it'll it eat the whole thing and die. Yeah, and throw up everywhere. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's me. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, Brent Blakeney. I never know how to say your last name, Brent. Brent, scrape of the week is people who leave their ringtone on while having a text conversation. Do people still do that? Yeah, your phone should be on silent. You're a psycho. Your whole, your whole, your phone should be on silent forever. Ringtones should have been a thing of the early aughts. Like that's an early 2000 thing. They should all be done. Anytime anybody talks about ringtones, I assume they are an old comedian. And by old, I mean hasn't written a new joke since 2001. Your phone should be on vibrate and should always be touching your body at all times. (laughs) You should never know. (laughs) And even then, like, it's still fun. Uh, Gina Capobianco's gripe of the week is people who talk so loud you can't hear the band. So like at a concert... Oh, when yeah. people are yelling. Me too. I'm right there with you. Yeah. You see that right there? It's the people who are like, look at me, look at me. Yeah. You know, that's the subtext and they drive me crazy. Yeah, There's nothing I hate more than when a stranger tries to draw me with eye contact into their conversation. Oh, yeah. Fucking stop, dude. I, there's nothing you have I to say that I care about. I don't care. I yeah. don't care. Do you know yeah. what I'm listening to? I want to start shaking here? my head no. 
I want to start it when people are like, I'm just going to be like, exactly. no, just shake my head no at them. <laughs> and then somebody commented, uh, Susie Bruce commented, what's even worse is when the asshole starts singing along really loudly, just over my shoulder, right into my ear. Yeah, because that's what you went to the concert yeah. for, to hear <laughs> a non-singing random stranger motherfucker <laughs> singing the song you paid to see <laughs> by the actual person. There's Who, the winner right there. Yeah, you think that wasn't Gina? Yeah. Yeah. Because we all instantly agreed with it. Really. Yeah. So there's your winner. Yay. Gina Capo Bianco, you got the gripe of the week, baby. Ida, tell everybody where to find you on the internet so they can stalk you. Oh, I love it. Uh, Funny Ida is my uh, website, funnyida.com, so you'll see where all my shows are. But at Funny Ida on Instagram and Funny Ida on Twitter and on Facebook, it's Ida.Rodriguez because somebody got my name. You had a good year this year, didn't you? Like a Showtime HBO thing? Yeah, two. Both? Uh, both are our streaming right now. One on HBO, one on Showtime. What are they called? Two so ensemble specials. The Entre Nos one, which is in English, which mm-hmm. people think was in Spanish, which it's not. It's on the comedy, in the comedy section of HBO, mm-hmm. and it's like one of the first things that pops up. And then the other one is the Shaq Comedy All Star. And that was with Bill Bellamy. I think I'm the only, well, I am the only person to ever record that. It's always been black and white people. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. So I'm excited. I was That's excited. That's great. I didn't even know. I saw Bill Bellamy recently and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> 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 sorry. That wasn't the best way to follow up that plug. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> And I'm headlining the Hollywood Improv on September 22nd. Oh, Hell nice. Yeah. So, so if you guys Hell are in yeah. the LA area, please check her out. You will not be disappointed. Ida puts on such a wonderful show. It's your fucking badass. This is, I love you. And I, oh, and I, October 18th, I'm headlining the uh, Fat Black Pussycat in New York, oh, which cool. is a seller. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I heard that place hour. is so badass. I love it. Yeah, I'm doing my hour there. So Nice. nice. Hell yeah. Make sure you guys uh, like us. Uh, follow us on all the assorted social media at NoSirPod if you have anything you'd like to say to us. NoSirPod at gmail.com. Uh, follow me. I'm at the Funny Carmen. Brian is at, at Brian J. Vokey. Give us a nice little review on the iTunes. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. No, sir, I don't like it. 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 What the fuck is the fucking matter? What the fuck is the No sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life.